0: is truth yeah truth is not a fact okay i'm glad that's over so there, these are concepts and of course philosophy is all kinds of relativism about this this is true and there can't be an absolute truth and otherwise it would be a relative truth and so on and so forth so but what what i think could be looked at by anyone who is a meditator who is working on their consciousness who is trying to understand. We get to know themselves trying to see what what is going on in our mind moment by moment what, what is happening as we get up in the morning uh, notice the the disagreement with what's happening notice the agreement with some things warm blankets are good uh, having to go to work depends on the job i guess want to go there there's always some kind of shifting back and forth so when i say truth is not a fact uh, if it if it was if it were factual then it would have its opposite and there would also be something that would come and go like relative things do. Uh, so this has been talked about in all uh, philosophy every place, and I'm not a philosopher so or am I a scholar, so I don't particularly study that, And if I did, I forget what I just read. On the other hand, and on the same hand, relative truth is whatever is true has its opposite, and that's how we know about it is because of the, the contrast, the comparison. And we are in our minds are always looking for something we can uh, lock down on, hang our hat on, believe in, and so on in order to, as it looks over here, to secure our identity, to stabilize ourselves so that we know who we are and we know what we believe and we know what we're here for and we know what everything is about. And of course, there are lots of ways of approaching that. The Buddhism is a, a way, it is a spiritual path there are other kinds of spiritual path, a the theistic path, that would posit some kind of a higher power, or a supreme being, and then uses that as a reference point, which is of course, maybe we would say of course, but I'm saying that, of course, is a fabrication of various minds. Quite often, it's about trying to control people rather than fundamentally hoping. Right. so when we sit down and face the wall when we look and watch our thoughts come and go we we notice that the ones that are the, the feelings, the thoughts and so on that are believable if they have a strong emotional uh, atmosphere or, or quality to them uh, whether positive, negative, neutral you can actually have neutral feelings and so the idea in our uh, tradition, in our way of working with our minds is to, uh, is to see what is true ourselves, not just subscribe to something and then coax ourselves into believing this, not believing that, and so on. Any questions?
1: What is a fact?
0: It's a concept about something.
1: What's the difference between fact and truth?
0: Well, fact is something we think is true and something is true is doesn't need our support. So it's something we believe about something. How do we experience truth differently than we experience facts? I don't know. What do you think? How's it look to you? All working with that kind of situation all the time. We think you know, things in our life. Some things are, are motivate us because we, we believe in them. We think they're true. When, and those uh, those uh, dynamics are, can can help us uh, fundamentally. Can also get us into trouble. Can get us uh, cause us to do more spinning around, to more searching for some kind of reference point. It's, it's very hard to without building up some propaganda or something to encourage people to just do what we do in, in our sitting meditation, just sit down and endeavor to see what it is rather than create some kind of a, of a state based on one's preconceptions that you should be peaceful or you should be, uh, you need to, uh, somehow that when I say train the mind, I'm saying train the mind so that you're in a little cage and, or so that you're on a leash or so that you have control. Training the mind from this point of view is more about training the mind, training to see the uh, constant positionality that we all take for and against for and against any any kind of emotional dynamic that that comes up. If you've been working with your mind and training your mind, then there's a possibility there's some breathing room around that before you decide what that is, before you label that as true or not true or that's happening because of this. Quite often what we do is when something arises, we, instead of just being with whatever is arising, we're, we might be threatened or encouraged by whatever that is. And then we make it into something else rather than letting it be exactly what it is. Not incorrect, it's just that it causes more circularity. So when you sit down and face the wall, sit down, hold still, face, face the wall, face the floor, whatever you, however your meditation practice, face your insides of your eyelids, whatever that may be, just observe. And when you when you just observe when that really becomes uh, comes to what you could call fruition, uh, you won't see much. You might not see anything. You might not see anything else. Capital E else. It's a difficult thing to talk about, to convey in to talk about some kind of absolute understanding, because that absolute understanding coming from this uh, way of looking at our minds is not separate. So, if, if it's really true, truth, if it's not separate, then you can't see it, yes? Training them in words
2: brings up a sense of action, but really, we're not doing anything.
0: It's kind of the other way around. We're seeing how much, we're, we're, we're finding everything we can to hold still. So we're holding our body still, taking this posture, it's very symmetrical posture. And we're observing the way the, the, the mind just keeps tumbling and tumbling and tumbling as it was doing maybe 10 minutes before we sat down. It was on the move, going this way, going, I don't like it, I know I need to do this, I need to do that, I'll get to that later a constant comment that's going on all the time about everything. I'm not saying you don't have flashes or periods or or gaps where not doing, you don't even, might not even know what you're gonna do next. There, there could be some kind of spaciousness, but usually that's contrasted with all the rest of it. So it looks like a special event. So training the mind, the idea is to sit down, hold very still and through contrast, watch what continues to move. This is basically shikantaza or observing. And then the training part is to watch what is moving without doing anything with it, without adding to it, without subtracting or dividing or doing any math at all. And just observe what that is until you see what that is. So it's a uh, all patients. Gary. So is there really something doing something? I'm a little confused when something in your eyes and you go, oh, there it is. No, wait, wait. Oh, there it is, is extra. Right.
2: That's
0: right. right is extra. Keep going. Do you, do you follow? I'm not, not particularly picking on you to no. do that, but I'm just saying that we tend to ignore the space, and one of the ways we ignore the space is to throw something in it. So you would sit down, and the ego mind sits down and will come to the conclusion, possibly, that this is boring, which is probably accurate, and I'm not getting anywhere, that's okay. very true. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Yes? No, I'm sitting on there. I'm getting me. TBBB. <laughs> ah, so we need to give her a gold star. <laughs> She's not getting anywhere. Rushi?
2: Is observing. I'm going back. Sorry. Again. Yeah.
0: No, no, no I'm Don't me. apologize. <laughs> go ahead.
2: So, human nature is already here. It's not something. That's we have to do anything for. So is it really observing, or is it? Is there a sense
0: of just nothing? You might see a kind of nothing possible. You might there might be like a just a, just an instantaneous appraisal of what was there. And it might be nothing, but that's extra. Because it's a concept about something else. So it's still not as to use the classical word. It's still not samadhi. Or not non-separate not separate. Not separate. It's not actually living in the no separation. To live in the no separation, you won't see anything. There will not even be a seer. in the no separation, you're
2: not
0: No, that's over with. That's the path. To observe is the path. The ground path intuition or threefold logic is you're suffering, or you are somebody suffering, and rather than go to to drugs or doctors or psychiatrists or therapists or jog every day for three hours. And I'm not mocking any someone someone who's doing any of that, but they, they should. I, I don't want people to suffer. If that's the only thing that they can do, then they should they should do that. Or they could. I wouldn't object. I wouldn't say, well, they're wrong. They should be meditating. No, they should do what they need to do. And, but if they come in here and sit down as you're doing here, then, then this tells me you want to hear something. And I'm sorry that, you know, not actually sorry, but I could say, I would be polite, I could say, I'm really sorry I'm not more entertaining. No. The meditation
1: instruction that Kozan read today said, um, don't strengthen your mind, strengthen your
0: awareness. That's something I said.
1: <laughs> when we're observing, how are we not strengthening our mind?
0: So what's being pointed out there, or uh, endeavoring to point out, is the thinking process. Don't strengthen the thinking process necessarily. So the kind of uh, invisible muscle that we're looking at is uh, a muscle that just is relaxed and just present. Just the ability to just, we're not saying if we say let go of everything, then that, that's, there's too much self-centeredness involved in that. So I, I don't say, even though I might think when I'm looking at someone who's dearly hanging on to some kind of idea, concept, and is driving, driving, driving themselves crazy with it, I might want to say, relax, let go of that you're fixated on that don't do that but I also know that that's not helpful to them because they they have to see their pain so for me to go like that probably not going to work but to sit down and just observe is not a not a strengthening so much in the conventional sense that we think of, of thinking about and you know processing and analyzing and using logic on things even though logic plays into it like threefold logic of the ground path and fruition that we're suffering. Uh, we need a path to work, a way to work with that. That's uh, met in our situation is meditation. And the fruition is realization. And what do you realize? There's nothing to struggle with. But that because of consciousness and the mind and human beings are so complicated, extremely. It's, when I say complicated. It's like it's always going to be an understatement. It's, there's so many little Bits and pieces and particles is in Buddhism it's called in ancient times, it was called the 10,000 things. Probably a few more than that, it's countless. Numbers of things that are moving through apparent space and time to create any given situation of, you know, joy or any person, myself, someone who's here, is brought into this time, into the situation by all kinds of relative truths bouncing on, off and on each other so till we get here so to strengthen the mind would be to just watch that so uh, we can't you can't see uh, you can't see who you are you can you can if you look for someone you won't be able to find anyone you have to really look a lot because otherwise you'll always impute or think well yeah well, i'm here of course I'm, who else is tasting the peanut butter it's gotta be somebody and actually there's it's like not like the there isn't any taste of peanut butter, but taste is just tasting itself. There's no other to use relative truth and describe it. There's really no other way to do it with uh, with a modicum of accuracy. If you say someone is tasting something else, we're going back to the the original division or split that we grasp at, and we tend to. And sometimes it gets so magnified that it ends up being two countries that are threatening each other instead of. Uh, two neighbors over the back fence, or two people who are in the same family, which so often we see that, and it's heartbreaking to see that, people who are really, really close by blood and yet are intensely at war with each other. So the, the strengthening part uh, that I was referring to, as far as I know, I don't remember who said that, but uh, that, that part would be, don't necessarily strengthen the figuring out part, like the, the, the body posture, uh, in, in the East uh, for, I have to figure something out, is this, or this. The body posture in the West is the thinker. Is it Rodin's dance I'm gonna figure this out. What is going on? So we, we go in and we try to analyze it and use logic. We ask our friends and we listen to their opinions and we agree with some of it and not with others. And it isn't there, there isn't some kind of understanding. You probably wouldn't even get to this situation Uh, provisional teachings of uh, train the mind wouldn't get here unless we'd done a lot of figuring that was kind of dead ends so the training seems to come from over a period of time slowly giving up the territory of the thinking mind uh, slowly uh, and and not doing something deliberate like pushing on it because that's more passion aggression ignorance but something through just watching the way it it has its claws and everything if you just look at that you bring your awareness to that You don't have to let go it it just lets go if you see really intense struggle right in front of you you don't don't, don't have to have an agenda about it it just just won't continue has to be seen very closely and that to ego that's embarrassing because an ego wants to be blamed wants to blame itself because then it gets to have a little bit longer life or wants to blame someone else which also it gets to be the blamer who knows who else is wrong and it's not that this is the hard part. It's not that somebody didn't actually cause some harm. Some person didn't harm you or do something to you that was disrespectful out of their own confusion, trying to get what they want, desire, get their hopes and wishes fulfilled. They've hurt you maybe maybe deliberately of feeling they should get their way, or maybe mistakenly because they weren't clear about what they were doing or all wrapped it up in their own situation. But to see that there's no actual self uh, it's difficult because there is a relative situation going on where there is a, uh, a victim and a, and a uh, what do they call the person? Huh? Yeah, perfect. And there is, so there is that. It's just that deeply in that, in any given situation, you go down deeply into it, we start to find that there, you can't actually find someone who's to blame can't find a one person who is like the prime cause of anything anyone who is doing something there's all kinds of causes and conditions behind that situation and of course the ego mind uh, you know, tends to go in and say well they need to take responsibility uh, the, the one who is functioning there the one the, the body mind complex consciousness that's the person who may or may not need to do that for someone else to tell them that misunderstanding. It's disrespectful to tell anyone what to do. It's actually disrespectful in some ways to give advice when it's when, it, when someone hasn't opened up and said, I need your help. If they do that, then even then you need to look closely at whether they just want to be a person who asks for help, which is a sneaky form of ego, uh, and also a way of hiding out. If you feel like somebody's getting, getting too close to you and they might have an idea how uh, insane you are or how self-deceptive you are, they'll start to ask for your help because that immediately stops the investigation, someone else's investigation into you. Have you noticed? I'm not picking on you, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> you work with people all the time, so you have people in front of you, just like uh, at the Temple of Senshu was working with people every day, sitting down and talking to people who are wound up in knots over over their thoughts and their ideas and their their judgments about themselves and about others it's painful. so we're training the mind uh, to, to rely. we're just we're just artificially you could say we're sitting down and we're we're taking this position and this is the buddha we're not talking about some historical guy 2500 years ago we're also not ignoring that situation but sitting down holding very still so the body is already there this is when, when the when you when the body-mind uh, stop or, uh, separating and the body-mind are no longer separate, then this is wisdom, albeit a physical form, that's, but it's not separate from it anymore. So it's, uh, and, and it won't know that it's wise. More.
1: So is the awareness, body, and mind?
0: The thinking process, the mind, and everything are are separating all the time. Just like the obvious example is you're driving down the road, thinking about what you should have brought with you, or or, or you're thinking about where you're going. You, you're kind of seeing, the, you're kind of seeing the traffic because you're not going to run into anything. But you're really most of your th- thinking process is somewhere else, separated out. And uh, when this uh, realization uh, non occurs, which it doesn't actually occur, it non occurs. When that non occurs, your mind won't, won't be anywhere but here. You're the body, mind, are no longer separate. It may be happy, it may not be, but it won't be somewhere else.
1: No. <laughs>
0: yeah, what's that one? That's a Netflix ad, yes.
2: So I think you just said if you may be happy, you may not be, yep. but you don't want to be anywhere else. Is
0: You 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 can't be anywhere else. There isn't anywhere else but here.
2: So would there even be a comment on I'm happy, I'm not happy?
0: Probably not. But you would notice it, but you wouldn't necessarily describe it. You wouldn't lock in on it and, you know, put it in a bin with a label on it. You know, spoons, forks, knives, happy, unhappy.
2: So with that, would there be no launching into wanting something else
0: then? Yeah, you, would, you wouldn't mind being unhappy. <laughs> Thank you. How would you even know if you're unhappy?
2: Huh? How would you even know? We wouldn't. It seems that happy and unhappy are labels, too. Yeah. So is it we check out our body-mind situation and then declare that it's happy or unhappy? I think
0: a self-centered ego mind or someone who believes that there's somebody uh, separate from everyone else would do that. But the wisdom uh, does, doesn't, doesn't shut down on anything. So therefore, it may be happy, it may not be happy, but it's not looking for something else. As long as there's a physical form uh, in, in this situation, as long as we're here, we're breathing oxygen and, uh, and being pulled down to the earth by gravity towards the center of this big ball of dirt, then... All kinds of relative things are coming and going and coming and going. But the wisdom mind isn't uh, is like a sky; it doesn't agree with or disagree with clouds, but it doesn't. Uh, but it's aware that they're there. Just to use that metaphor a little further, it knows about them. I mean, it'd be a pretty dumb sky that didn't didn't know there were clouds there. But sorry, i really apologize. <laughs> Okay. Mind is wandering, then it's it's a. Uh, well, then you couldn't ask the question. If, if if you're aware that you're wandering, then there's no wandering. Then there's no
2: wandering.
0: There's only wandering if there's someplace else, and if nothing is separate, if, 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 if nothing is separate, then there isn't anywhere else. awareness? Yeah, the, the path quality of it, the, the including and, uh, and seeing that you're, that you're including your life, you're sitting in your whatever's arising, you're, you could say you're, you're including it. You're not at war with it. You're not particularly accepting it or validating it, but you're, you know, you're not excluding it. So you could say that you're including it, just like we include everything in this room without, without actively including each individual thing, we just include the situation. Go ahead.
1: If someone is sitting and their mind is wandering and we're looking at them, could you say that that meditator has no awareness?
0: You mean if you kind of knew their mind was wandering? Like you could kind of... Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it could be me. It could be me. Yeah, it be me.
0: I yeah like if I was looking at you and I would go... wait a minute. <laughs> 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 I'm just trying to understand the body. I'm wondering if there's a
1: meditator that has awareness and one that doesn't. Is that
0: possible? What? Is,
1: is it possible that one person is sitting and has no awareness, and one is sitting and has more awareness? Yes. Is it possible to have no awareness? Yes. The effort, okay, so effort, right effort. Does right effort involve growing awareness?
0: I think so. I think there's a, uh, a kind of a development where over time one is less. It, it, there's just a, there's not even a time. Uh, there's not like increments. Oh, you're getting closer. You're getting closer. Oh, there's more and more. There's more and more. There's less and less disturbance. There's more and more uh, harmony or equilibrium or equanimity or however you that's true, but one is, no, one is not particularly looking at that. And one is, uh, you could say transcendently, uh, transcendentally dyslexic about it. You know, we, we, we know things are happening, but we're not particularly picking and choosing anything. This doesn't mean that we're, uh, we're uh, a schizophrenic, uh, because that, that's where there's actually a, a, a we're being ter- terrorized by our own lack of understanding and our own hope and fear. And we keep shuffling into opposites in order to have different personalities. But, but one who is, uh, who is uh, at rest, which is what this is, just at rest. There isn't anything else. And if there is, even that's nothing else. And if a whole bunch of things happen, even that doesn't indicate anything doesn't point to anything beyond itself, as long as you're looking for something else. It says this on the back of her rock suit in 2010 when I gave her a jukeye. I wrote nothing else. Of course, that was something else, wasn't it? If someone had been standing there, could have said, liar. You said there was nothing else, and then you went and wrote about it. If so I started smiling, would well, that make sense? Smiling for me. Okay, let's get down to this
1: Go ahead. Does it take effort to endeavor to observe without adding, subtracting, or ignoring?
0: Paraphrase yourself.
1: Does it take the intention to act to um, observe without adding, subtracting, or ignoring? Yes, it does. So, what's the difference? Is there a difference between willpower and intention?
0: Intention uh, in our tradition, and I, I can't speak for all the different ways this could be approached, but in our tradition, uh, that's why we have a vow. So that so that you you get, you get into the vehicle and then you may wake up, you may go to sleep, you may do whatever, but, but the, the power of a vow is really powerful. It's not just something you arbitrarily do. And you receive the vow, you actually observe the vow to be with all things. You take rubbish in the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha, as your reference points, and then you receive the bodhisattva vow, the vow to be with all things. And that's very, very personal. It takes maybe uh, maybe a lifetime to understand. Maybe you never really do under, understand what that's like. But it's uh, it's more than just glue. I call it glue because it's just a way of finding a teaching that seems to work and say, uh, you know, I want to be part of this. It's not a club to join, there's no members for the Dharma Sangha. Anyone who's studying the Concepts of the Buddhist teaching, the noble truths, or the, the three marks, or the three poisons, or any of that is, is basically practicing Buddhism for the long, for the length the of time they're studying that or evaluating that or thinking about it. They're, they're practicing that to some extent, and they're they're a sangha. They're a, if they were if someone else was there, then you'd have more and more people who are all doing that same thing. You know? So, but I think if the intention is about you can if you have an intention to just uh, uh, Include sitting meditation, like we do yoga, or like we would, uh, and I think yoga is great, but like we do any kind of thing to study, to work on our our, our PhD, or, or work on uh, training to learn how to skydive or something like that. Uh, you know, that's that's a certain kind of intention, but the, the bow actually starts to run when you're asleep. It starts to, it just takes over. It's very irritating, have you noticed? It's about the time. Then you realize why you did it, because if you hadn't done that, you'd be out of here. You'd be back on your mountain bike. (laughs) Yes.
1: What is, when you say endeavor to observe, what does endeavor mean?
0: I don't know what the dictionary says, but we're, like, trying. You endeavor, you, insofar as you can, you get yourself to the cushion. Uh, If you're particularly, I'm very lazy, so it's very hard for me to get myself to do that. I didn't have, uh, when the Sangha was not really strong and my connection with my teacher was physically not very strong. So it was just hard, but you just do it anyway. You just keep doing it and keep returning it, returning and returning. That's why it says in the Zen re- uh, vows that we take, ravaging the Buddha, the Dharma and the Sangha, we say, I return to Buddha, just keep returning. I return to the community of people who are trying to understand this because I need their support. We turn to the truth that the Buddha taught everything is dependently arisen, nothing comes from, it, from its own side as, as a, a separate self. And uh, ravaging the Buddha as an example of someone who is no longer crazy or not, not at war with anything, not objecting to anything, not agreeing with anything.
1: Um, I don't remember what I read, but um, for the meditation instruction, but you say a lot strengthen the awareness, not the thought process, mm-hmm. and then you just mentioned earlier in the talk, ego-mind, but sometimes you say, strengthen your mind. Mm-hmm. So is there, what's the difference between the thought process
0: and the mind? Well, the mind, as I'm talking about it here, is just the spaciousness of consciousness. So if, you, if you've been meditating very long, you can notice that there, there are times when there's just, there isn't much happening. It's just, a, you're here, you're present, you know you're here, but there's not, nothing is particularly developing. Quite Often, this shows up early on for meditators as losing track of time or boredom. That's another way, can't stand the open space, so be filled up with thoughts of boredom. There isn't anyone to be bored as long as there's boredom, then there's got to be what is what do they call someone who's bored? A bored, a, <laughs> <laughs> a bored death. <laughs> <laughs> Like to use that, but I just I won't remember it. <laughs> yes.
1: You say strengthen the mind. Sometimes, what is what is the mind?
0: From uh, what I'm saying here is everything. The way I talk about this uh, uh, is to, and everyone has heard me say this. Uh, but just uh, don't don't ignore your senses: sense of touch, sense of taste, sense of smell, sense of hearing, sense of sound, sense of thinking, for that matter. Uh, just receive. And that's, uh, that's the generosity is to give your attention to everything. It's an amazing situation to realize that all you have to do is just be with, be with all things. It says in the vow, give your attention. Listen, listen to the sky. I don't mean to get romantic, but listen to the birds, listen to traffic, listen to branches clicking together when it's really cold. Listen, and don't necessarily add anything to that. Don't don't make anything of it. Unless you're a poet.
2: Get okay,
0: you get to do <laughs> that. <laughs> branches, branches. Oh, what?
2: What does receiving, turning on all the senses, being with all the senses? What? What is that attempting to do?
0: So the motivation there, uh, the overall motivation is to deal with suffering, and deal with uh, aggression, passion, aggression, and ignorance. Those are the three poisons that are, that establish and reify and keep constructing an artificial me who can win or lose herself, uh, and it is attached to this, uh, uh, the attachment to this body form that, that kind of supports that identity. And so what it's attempting to do is to help us over time to, to uh, fuel less and less the, 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 uh, that kind of internal argument that's going on about, I like it, I don't like it, it's good, it's bad, based on pain and pleasure. Pain and pleasure, it's the same nerve endings, that, refer, including in the mind, the same nerve endings to receive, the, as I sometimes say, the ice pick and the feather, same nerve endings. One feels good and one hurts. It's a similar, there's a, there's a dynamic there that's very, you have to see it yourself. It's not just some kind of philosophy we're talking about that you can believe in, but you could look at that. And the way you look at it, of course, is, excuse me, sit down, hold still, and watch the way you disagree or agree with anything and don't add anything to that. Don't add a, a confirmation, like don't add a, you have something happening and then you have a comment on it. Like I was kind of picking on Gary a little bit. It's, it's a very subtle area and sometimes you won't see that unless you have someone pointed out to you. And then, but even that, it isn't like that I can affect some kind of a change, it's just that someone gives me permission to give me permission to give you some feedback, then you'd have to present yourself to the person who's a teacher and uh, open up a little bit so you can receive some uh, help around how to train the mind. And it would be different with each person, Josh. Can you separate from the mind? It's too, uh, uh, it's too conceptual a situation to say that because then we've got to define separation, we have to define. define. I, I would say yes and no. It doesn't help much, but it's that would be as, about as accurate as I can get.
2: Is
0: there a mind without ego? Um, to use the concept mind uh, in the way it's uh, often used in, in the teachings, you uh, would say, yes, it's just big mind. It's the, it's the consciousness that uh, is the way it was taught in uh, uh, Suzuki Roshi and in other Zen traditions, big mind, little mind. The little mind is a little petty mind that's always worry about this, judging this, and, you know. Why does she have her thing, that thing in her hair? Because like <laughs> I told her to put it there. <laughs> So a little petty kind of ideas, whereas a big mind is no longer picking and choosing, and it's, it no longer has a even a gender. It's just it's just vast and without a self, without a, a solid core of identity happening. And it is uh, uh, it is uh, it's the the access to that comes through the, the Mahayana teachings of Bodhicitta. So. Bodhicitta means, a Bodhi means uh, Sanskrit word that means awake, and citta, means, c-i-t-t-a, means mind, uh, so awakened mind. So bodhicitta is, is the mind of someone uh, who is moving towards that. The mind of the Buddha is, uh, there's, there's no more, there's no path left there. Whereas the, the bodhisattva, he, she, they are moving, uh, you could say, out of their self-centeredness towards liberation. So big mind, little mind might be a good way to, yes. So you said uh, a few minutes
2: ago, you, just now you said moving out of uh, um, your mm-hmm. position of, uh, position. With, yeah. Yes. And, but then uh, when you said, you said to Joy that this is a, uh, that I, I don't know what you were saying, awakening exactly, but you were saying um, that it's, a, it's
0: an, it's an occurrence and not an occurrence. Mm-hmm. Um can you just yeah. say more? Yeah, thank you for the question. It's a good one. Um, it's it's an occurrence uh, in that something is happening, but it's a non-occurrence in that there's no one left to have the experience. So the, the actual occurrence is the disillusion of this of the part of the mind called in the yoga Chara tradition called the seventh consciousness, which is self-love, self-pride, uh, delusion of self, and just preoccupied, uh, preoccupation with Self-referential. Everything is about me. When that just collapses, there's still the five sense consciousnesses. The thinking process is still operating, but there's no solid being anywhere. There's no solid identity. There's still a body mind, but it doesn't belong to anyone. And that that mind also looks around and sees that it's uh, uh, true of everyone. That everyone is in that same uh, canoe. Everyone is. Everyone is there. They just don't know it. So then. Then you think, "Hmm, well, that would be my way of doing it. Could I really get their attention? If I were to say something, would that be helpful to them? Or should I just shut up and just have some more coffee? So it's an occurrence in that what's occurred is less. There just isn't much happening. So I'm not saying that you don't have some discursive thoughts come and go, like, like a few birds flying through the sky, but there's not much. And when there, when it, when something does happen that's that's big or it includes lots of other people, so there's lots of movement, like someone in dealing with death or, or someone's, uh, someone, you're either yourself or others being threatened by some catastrophe or something. Of course, there's going to be, you're going to be flooded with all kinds of things. But it's not happening to a self anymore. So therefore, there's no there's no fundamental terror about anything. And so this is why it's talked about in the Zogtren tradition. as a great perfection. If you realize it, you realize there's nothing to fix. It's very presumptuous to think that something needs to be fixed. You didn't create this form. There's no little somebody somewhere who created this and makes sure that the blood is flowing a certain way and the blood sugar is at a certain level. I really like saying that. Thank you. <laughs> Anything else? It's 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 true and it's not true. It's occurrence and non-occurrence. And it's 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 an occurrence in that. There's some contrast there, but it's a non-occurrence, in that there's nobody to to claim it. There there isn't anybody, but there is nobody but there's nothing but this, and you you're kind of a part of it, but you're not special anymore. Even though you might be in this situation where you're talking to people, or you're in a room where someone is going and saying, "This is happening, that's happening," uh, not separate anymore. So therefore, it's and it, and it can appear it can appear like arrogance, it can appear like humility, it can appear like indifference. Uh, to uh, to people who are busy projecting onto their world because they they can't they're not open enough to see that what is in front of them they're not separate from Here. is the daydreaming mind can that still be big mind Is you not separate from it yeah everything is big mind it's just that sometimes we chisel out a little part of it to have our own little private session more. This is big mind. It seems to reinforce the point there's no other yet. Yes. There's nothing, to do. nothing to do. As I've uh, quoted this several times. Kovind uh, Chinaroshi's uh, translation of the Heart Sutras mantra, uh, mantra is Gate Gate Paragate Parasangate Bodhisattva, or gone, gone, completely gone, completely, gone, completely awake, so be it. And his translation was falling apart, falling apart, falling apart, nothing to do. I think his translation is pretty accurate. So it doesn't mean there's nothing to do. At, at all, it just means that there, there really isn't anything to do unless someone comes and asks you to do something or unless you better brush your teeth, or your teeth will fall out. You know about that? <laughs> 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 Looks like you're, you're in pretty good shape with that area. <laughs> I have six teeth. There's, no, I have seven. Six on top, six on the bottom. Six in the top, six in the bottom. Good. I'm glad. Further questions? Yes.
2: One of the things I think you teach, if I say it correctly, um, is um, we practice sitting to find the truth for ourselves, Mm -hmm. but your talk title is truth is not a fact.
0: No, it's not. Facts are relative things. The fact has something else that's its opposite, so those are the facts coming in. But the the truth is not a fact, because if, if it were a fact, then it would be separate from other things.
2: How would we know if we found the truth?
0: You won't. There won't be any you left to know that. That's how, how, That's why it's so impossible to communicate this without talking in double speak. Basically, re, actually returning to the, the, the relative truth and just working with that as, as best as you can to to lead people, help people uh, use their awareness to see what is true for themselves. But each person has to do it, and each person has his or her own we call it a burden or load of karma that they have to work with. And the first thing they have to have to, when I say have to, I don't know what they have to do, but it looks like we have to stop fighting with their own karma. You have to be who you are. Rinpoche, uh, and the, the best uh, two-word talk he ever gave was uh, be genuine. And it took me a couple of decades to understand what that meant. Be genuine. Nothing to improve. There's nothing to change. There's nothing to train, but you have to train in order to see that. There, there's nothing trained. There's no trainer. Go ahead.
2: So how do you know if you're fighting with your karma or being genuine?
0: You'll know. If you're miserable. You're probably fighting. <laughs> <laughs> you're not miserable, so you're doing pretty good. More, more, more about that's a good question.
2: It's just it just seems difficult to find that.
0: Uh, I, 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 can give, I can give you another thing that I can, and this is true probably for everybody. Maybe, maybe not for sure. There's going to be some situations where this may not apply. But if you continue, once you start this practice, and everyone in here has meditated some, maybe some of you quite a bit, if you keep getting drawn back into this, uh, then you just need to keep getting drawn back into it. Continue to train your mind. And and the way you will know is you no longer care whether you meditate or not. You no, you no longer really have much of an interest in the teachings. It's, I don't know how else to say it other than that. Other than, by that time, you may be in a position uh, where you people want your help because you understand something that they're trying to understand. So, so Yes.
2: So, have you have you transcended the teachings? Well. Oh. So when you say that you won't, I can't remember what you said. Uh, you won't care if you.
0: Yeah, I don't know how else to say It's difficult to say it without just sounding strange or crazy. But it's like you're like you don't have a mind anymore. You don't have a personal mind. And personal things can come and go. You can still have you know, diabetes. You can still have a heart attack. You can still have all kinds of personal things happen. But you don't take them personally. You don't, you don't receive them as happening to you. It's happening, but it's not, not a problem that is happening. Even intense pain is not, not a problem. It just hurts.
2: So if we're experiencing like some intense negativity or something, is it helpful to perhaps remind ourselves that we're living with our karma?
0: You could, you could. One of the things that, that I sometimes say uh, in your everyday life, if you can, if you can just flash on this now and then, everything is dependently arisen. Er- everything you see is not a separate object or thing. It's, it's. We, our mind brings it down so that we can deal with it or use it or become materialistic or manipulate things. But fundamentally, everything is without. Uh, it's without a self. This is without a self. Everything else is without, without a self, and it is not separate. So therefore, it's. Uh, Uh, It can be seen uh, as you practice uh, every day. You can continue to remind yourself that this this, you see the carpet that's dependent on everything else for its apparent singularity or separation or identity. That's one way to to work with the mind. So you're not you're not at war with the thinking process, but you're using the thought, the thinking process that's coming up to uh, to get that area of the mind to work uh, with you. Work with your with your understanding. Work with your your awareness in a way that that doesn't dismiss it. At some point, it'll dismiss itself. At some point, you won't. You'll just see it. You just see that nothing is separate, and it's not particularly mystical or magical. It's just the truth, which is not a fact.
2: Sometimes it feels like um, to say, "Well, that that's your karma" is a cop out. For me, it just doesn't.
0: How often do I say that? Seriously, say that. Do not I say that?
2: I don't. Once in a while maybe.
0: So what's the question?
2: I guess I'm trying to look behind what it is that causes me to say, well, that's just a cop out because it's like you don't have anything else to say or something. It's it's I guess I would liken it to the Christians who say, Well, that's God's will. It just feels I don't know, it feels shallow to me or something. What's the question? Pardon I me? Mean? Well, could
0: I Karma is, if you go and look in the mirror, you're, you're seeing karma. If you, uh, as has been said, I'm not the first one to say this, but I think it's a good way to express it or describe it. If you want to see your past life, look in the mirror, because that's, that's where that came from. It came from the past, mom and dad, and just the past life, whatever, however you want to look at it, even if you don't want to go to the, the idea of past lives, but that's past. If you want to look at what's going to happen to you, look at the mind. See what's happening and if the mind is spinning and discursive and at war and tugging and pulling, and, you know, either either inside with oneself or outside by accusing others, uh, people or situations, or one's karma or one's, however you want to say it, then, uh, then that that's, what, that's where you're headed for. Machine.
1: Are you alive? No, this is weird.
0: Yeah. Both, alive? Both. Or?
1: Uh,
0: uh, both. Both. Consciousness Both. 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 It's alive, it's, it's manifesting in a living form, so there's, there's, uh, uh, what is the word, contiguous? Is that a word? Yeah. No. It's, it's together, but if the bo- body just uh, collapses, and consciousness doesn't go anywhere. The spirit doesn't exist in space that
2: isn't
0: alive? Again, please. Does
2: consciousness exist in places that
1: aren't alive?
0: It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. It's not a fact. So it's not, it's not only something that comes into existence. Can pass out a, a way you can get a little taste of this, and I do this all the time. But it's a, I think it's a good one is to say if I say something like uh, 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 something, that, especially something that we don't doesn't exist, like a blue tomato. You know, when you sit your my inside. Uh, does everybody see that blue tomato? Are there leaves on the top of it or not? No, no leaves. Now huh? Now there are. Now there are. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's and that's a good thing to because that exists. It, it, it non-exists. So it exists. It's something that's so common that we just, uh, you could say, take that for granted. But that's an area of the consciousness that is uh, incredible. There's no time. There's no space. It doesn't really exist in, in, a, in a space. It doesn't exist uh, 20 years from now if you, that, that tomato's going to be right there. You know, it's, it'd be wherever that, so it's, the spatial situation is a, is a, it's a deeper dimension. So when the body mind drops, if then that's that that dimension starts to show up more strongly as not having a past and future Yes. Is karma
1: then a part of
0: consciousness? Well, just like the body participates in that, you have a, have all kinds of consciousness that's happening. You have karmic cause and effect that's happening. So you you know we talk about past lives, uh, which it seems to show up that way. We I'm not here to promote past lives necessarily. It's just a way of talking about consciousness that has some kind of continuity to it. Go ahead. I get it right? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. What were you thinking about? Yeah, that's fine. Any other questions? Questions are really, really good. I really like questions a lot because I don't know much. Go ahead.
1: You say endeavor not to add, subtract, or ignore. But you talked about being genuine, which yes. seems like adding, subtracting, more. So how can you endeavor not to add and receive yourself at the same time? And receive what? And receive the adding, subtracting, or be genuine.
0: People know. Hmm? You know. You know how to do that. Just, just don't stop objecting to anything. And if there's objecting going on to that, don't object to that. That's where we get in trouble. It's the double negativity. The first negativity is just raw negativity. Like sometimes we project on to others, uh, well, if you're if you've been meditating for 20, 30 years, you know, then you can't lose your temper because you're, you're a meditator. So need to go meditate more. <laughs> but actually, it opens that whole dimension up so that so that uh, passion, aggression, ignorance can operate freely. You still have passion. You might have great passion about your about art, about uh, your love life uh, without without particular with no demand. If you're totally ready to receive anything and enjoy it, but if it's somebody takes it away, it's just gone. You don't you don't blame someone for taking it, and you don't uh, you don't tra- uh, track them down to take it back. Doesn't mean you don't lock your house. Of course you do. So you're, you you have a you have a are pra- uh, practical about it. But on the other hand, you no no demand on things need to be this way and not that way. That's where it seems to get difficult. And for the mind to uh, start to show up with that kind of spaciousness is. Um, the way it looks here, I don't know. It looks like realization to me. But there's no, there isn't anything else but that. So therefore, you're you're so clear to say it this way. You're so clear, and you're so done with all the warfare, and you're so collapsed, falling apart, falling apart. The ego mind, the structure, the demand is all falling apart. It seemed to be unreal. hasn't hasn't been destroyed. It's been seen through because you you intensely over a period of time. Training the mind to see what is true. And you have to look, look at a whole lot of things that are false first before you eventually see that's false. There is no solid self in the skandhas. form, feeling, perception, concept, consciousness. Form, there's no self there, feeling, there's no self there, that's the next one, perception. perception. There's no self in the, in the perception, there's just perception. No consciousness. consciousness, the sixth sense feels and their objects, no, there's no solid self there. They get together and look like somebody. You get to part your hair on this side instead of that side. You get to kind of express some kind of individuality. And depending on the causes and conditions of karma, the, the countless numbers of lifetimes that have been lived, living and dying and living and dying living and dying. Here we are again. Here you are again. You may not have any memory of past lives, but you don't need to have a memory of a past life. I don't have any memory of past lives, and I work with it all the time. Well, except for that one where I got my head chopped off. That's kind of vivid.
1: <laughs> Random.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's I'm just joking. I don't remember. <coughs> Pardon me. Yeah, I should have should have kept my head. I didn't. Though. Further questions? We're getting close to time to eat, so we'll probably have another question. Back up.
2: <laughs> oh,
0: don't ask me that.
2: <laughs>
0: <coughs> you have anything? And so, Anne.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Somebody, somebody's got a question. Yes.
1: How do you see the demands that you can't see? Pardon me. How do you see, you said passion without uh, aggression, ignorance without demands? How do you yes. see a demand?
0: You realize that you have a, a desire or a passion or a gra- something is happening like that, and you, you you don't get your way, and and you notice that you don't you don't demand it. It's like. <sighs> I don't know. It's example. Yes, sir. Is that not attaching to fulfillment? Yeah, it's not attaching to fulfillment. You, you don't. You don't. It's not that you don't desire things, but there, there's desire still arises, but it just arises uh, without a self, without any. And the, it's, the self is the part of the consciousness that demands something, that wants something to come into that uh, that sense consciousness, either the, into the taste buds. You want uh, lemon meringue pie. That someone takes away from you. Or they don't make the lemon meringue.
1: <laughs>
0: and they do better than they avoid doing that. So it's just a, There's more of a. There's more give and take. There's more playful. I, I, playful it would be a good. There's more playfulness about it. Not that you're being silly particularly, but but just more. In, it's just interesting the way you you want something and then it goes and you know you notice that you're not, you're not concerned with that. What are you concerned with? Be with all things. You actually enjoy losing. You enjoy gaining. It's called, in the Buddhist tradition, we have to be careful of this because people ascribe some kind of different meaning to, to it that it actually, it's actually bliss. And this has been, I'm not the one who's, I'm just saying something that's been taught down through the centuries that, that beings who have practiced this have noticed something about this. It rises that way. But it doesn't, you don't get rid of your ego. You don't have to get rid of something that's it's not real. The ego is absolutely, uh, just a mask. Just a string puppet. So it may come around, it may not. I and mean, If it does, fine. If it leaves, fine. Yes. If you feel really
1: happy, is there something to be suspicious
0: of? <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel happy?
1: <laughs> a lot of the yeah.
0: time. You should enjoy it. It's no, not, no suspicion. Just notice that, you know, just notice the polarity. Notice that the one, and this is, this is the way of saying it. This is something you have to practice from now on but you'll notice that the one if there's a, a, an ego uh, the one who's experiencing happiness and the one who's experiencing uh, experiencing loss or sadness are uh, it's the same consciousness so but th- that consciousness once it's realized that doesn't change and it's unchanging in the sense that it's that it doesn't have a something else it can contrast with so just just enjoy you could say enjoy or see or experience the way your emotions Get really, really intense, and then we tend to kind of buy into that on some level, and then they completely take turn and go the other way, and then we're feeling and we will look for causes. So yes, you should just enjoy it. If you're happy.
1: Or clap your hands. Now, if you're happy and you know it, have your hands. If you is that it?
0: If you're happy, yeah. yeah. If, it, if you're happy and you know it. Is that it? If so it's. So, you happy and
2: you are aware. <laughs> 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 yeah.
0: All right, well, we got a new. Uh, that would be a new kind of mantra. Yeah, saga theme song. If you're happy and you know, clap your hands. If you're happy and you show it, clap your hands. Thank you, Joy. on. <laughs> if you don't know, and you show it. If you're happy and you know it, we'll clap your hands. All right. Let Now, now, there's a, there's a Dharma talk. <laughs> that's <amazing>. <laughs> <laughs> so that's another thing. Before we uh, tune <laughs> out here and change stations or go to go to commercial break, um, it, it's not about not adding. It's it's about noticing that. Just noticing the adding. And, and then and then if it needs to uh, uh, with in regard to the whole uh, complicated matrix, however you want to say that if it needs to drop away, it'll drop away. If it needs to stay in there for a while, the, it'll stay. There's a, there's a, a saying or a, a slogan in the Tibetan tradition that goes back a long, long time. that says, better for me to live, let me live. Better for me to die, let me die. Complete, uh, you could say a, a verbal conceptual expression of uh of just being with what whatever rises. You know, everyone here is going to die uh, to to relate to that in a in a way that, uh, is, that doesn't make it something it shouldn't happen. You know, rather and something is just something it's not something it should happen. It's just something that's happening. Further questions before we close?
2: Very good, Thank you, thank you. Thank you.